0: hello and welcome again to modern animism i am your podcast host sarah jane in the last two posts i was looking at human intelligence and the development of human intelligence and we showcased two very good theories that explain how the older forms of humans suddenly became more creative and turned into the type of humans we know in one era they became more intelligent and more creative and they undercame such a rapid development. So the two reasons we looked at was alien intervention and also the use of hallucinogenics, which is the, the received theory. But in this podcast, I'm going to look at a third option, another explanation as to why modern humans evolved. And incidentally, at last, I'm getting around to discussing new animism, the Gaia Hypothesis, and stuff that I've been promising to cover for Yonks. Looking back, I previously spoke about there being three different types of animism, hylozoism, panpsychism, and vitalism. These were concerned with universe-shaped organisms, then the animation of what would be inanimate objects and the essential energy inherent in certain objects respectively they're working from the newest theories to the oldest there new animism the the gaia hypothesis and our current ideas upon human evolution are all concerned with hylozoism which as you know is the intimate connectivity of all things I also had cause to speak about modern forms of animism previously such as when I talked about the Nazi promotion of a fatherland, the growth of animism in popular culture and the re-emergence of new forms of classical animism across Eastern Europe and China. We're talking about neo-animism. The term new animism is only something that was coined in the 1960s, so after this date Applies to new ideas of being populated about the world, because whilst traditional animism sees the world as being populated with many different spirit beings, new animism sees a global interconnectedness between all beings, as if there was only one consciousness that we all tap into, or one unified source, and this is what scientifically is now came to be known as a super organism. So new animism is about super organisms. The followers of new animisms, they use it to bring up ideas about equal rights of species and between humans and animals and a way to protect environmental sites because everything has an equal value. New animists also promote agendas that counter Christian thoughts. The idea that God gave humans dominion over the earth and they instead they promote the idea of equal rights, equal accessibility. Essentially, new animism promotes a concept that the landscape and indeed the universe have dominion over the will of men rather than vice versa. We don't get control of it, but we are subject to its control. This places us a different place within the universe and this harks back to what I mentioned about free will and causality. That um, many ideas we take for granted about our own spiritual and moral values are actually just clouding our thoughts on where we need to be. New animism is in essence a product of our changing ideas about how the universe works, our quantum realities, of ecology and welfare rights. But new animism also looks towards advances in psychology, about no man being an island, and how all our ideas influenced by the events that surround us. It's about interconnectedness and a synergy of ideas, all of which bring us back to look to that period of human evolution ten thousand years ago, where we first gained intelligent symbolism, and from that we learned all the different arts and language. Was this the result of the synergy that occurred within our species? Or was it something that happened beyond us? Something the universe, multiverse itself, forced us to evolve as part of the mission for this corner of the universe. For a long time, I've wanted to talk to you about Gaia theory, about a lovelock and simultaneously Crip Kopkin. Rizalop Verdansky and Kotitskin, they're Russian scientists, and they all promoted this idea that it's the evolution of the planet that allows humans to evolve. This theory was first posed in the 1960s, potentially as a result of the first photographs of the entire Earth and its systems or operations started coming to come into public consciousness following the moon landings and space transportation. Now there are hard and soft versions of the Gaia hypothesis in which evidence appears to show that the Earth stabilized the oxygen levels by creating the ozone layer during the ice ages. And this obviously had a great influence on the survival of humanity. But the Earth itself helped to balance the ecosystem in that period, which we would have had a much harder time to exist if that were not the case. being harder versions of the hypothesis the whole planet exists as an entire consciousness in which humans evolution is directly linked to planetary evolution however we must not assume it's just the humans that are evolving through the planet evolution but all species existing in and around our planet will be doing this leveling up in relationship to what is occurring to other parts of the multiverse that we're all coming into some sort of not alignment but standard level a slight drawback to this theory being that it assumes that if our planet is evolving in relation to other parts of the universe and it's happening so quickly Then, how we developed in the past we must have been quite slow in developing to be brought up to pace so fast and rapidly and also what is happening in the other galaxies, in the other spaces, if we're forced to do so much dramatic change in our space. This third explanation as to why humans developed the symbolism that would go on to help us develop modern intelligence would be this concept of the levelling up process and supplied applied upon us as an energy emerging from across the multiverses. This effect is known as Gaianism it's taken its idea from the superorganism and believers in this philosophy are known as Gaianists, and they have taken the thought of planetary evolution included the spiritual effects and of course Guyanism is taken from the Gaia hypothesis but the concept of planetary evolution can also be known as the Axial Age this is the proposed theory that evolution leaps through geospiritual formations so things that happening in geological and spiritual effects at the same time the axial age theory suggests that at certain points the entirety of humanity undertakes a spiritual evolution so in some theories and I'm reading this direct quote the victory of Christianity over paganism was a psychic evolution promoting humans place within the then universe whether I Um, an evolution that occurs because of increased cultural ethics is brought about by a belief in a higher order rather than a natural order. But more simply, axial ages are spiritual events that create shifts in consciousness that alter how we utilise the landscape behaviours and our thoughts. But we cannot determine which comes first, whether it's the changing landscape that affects us spiritually because these are things that seem to be happening interconnectedly in the past. For example, monotheism and the creation of the technological age. When we believed we were inherited the land, we were given dominion over the land, then the planet became another one of our tools, resources, and then we were able to create great leaps in our technology. Some people think of the age of Aquarius as a neaxial age implying that new animism is a spiritual belief system that will coincide with the forthcoming changes to humanity if, of course, it is truly an axial age and we shift and make a paradigm shift in our behaviours because without that shifting in behaviours um, it doesn't truly represent what can actually happen to humanity, it's just a failed attempt. However, this whole instant leaves us begging the question if the multiverse affects the evolution, how come the effects of the evolution happen so haphazardly? How come that this planetary ascension isn't happening so smoothly? Happen how come it's only coming to affect every occasional event? We see that the notion of planetary ascension is a appropriated by the new age and mixed by theosophy, which is the 19th century idea of ascended masters. That in retrospect, when we look back at those new age ideas, it reminds us of the colonial ideas of the white saviour, whereby we as humans, In our societies we enter into other cultures we perceive to be more primitive than our own so we can bring them civilization and this whole idea of the IAXL age of ascended masters has that pinging of the colonial saviour the concept behind ascended masters of ascension of the changes to the planet are human centric but then the idea that in certain epochs intervention on the planet by outside influences is possibly a better idea to that, um, a better idea of that theory a better application. Earth-based religions promote the idea that humans don't need educational simulation to evolve, that certain skills are inherent within our brains. We just acquire awakening education, that we can awaken through the act of being entrained to the super organism and our homeostasis of our planetary evolution and this perpetuates the promotion of meditation groups well-being program but also it um, feeds into cults but they believe that they are the aliens like I spoke of last week that they believe the aliens here on earth and they are going to ascend through the act when the planet ascends itself and the mantras that get repeated and we we hear in the 1960s tune in, turn on and drop out that we're not really going to learn by learning but we learn by tuning in to the forces around us. But we can't justify, as animists, we can't justify supporting a pseudo-Christian behaviour. We don't support ascension. We don't support the idea the universe is going to help to improve human behavior. However, the axle shifting could be thought of as of us taking responsibility for human destiny. Um, in the next couple of podcasts, I do want to cover the new age in more depth, but also we're gonna go back and hopefully, I want to look at magic, magic's where I'm really at in my head at the moment, um, and the idea of um, magic and consciousness is another idea so we'll see what comes up in the next one i've also haven't forgotten i want to give you a glossary of terminology but i've postponed that until we have a little bit more and um, podcast beneath us because there's so many new ideas coming into effect now but i do hope you'll join me on my next podcast